0: This is Talking Business. Well, I'm joined now by two gentlemen, Meryl J. Fernando and Dylan C. Fernando, who is the CEO of Dilmar Tea, and Meryl Fernando is the 89-year-old founder of Dilmar Tea. Yes. Uh, welcome to you both. Thanks for Thank joining you. me. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Now, Meryl, um, uh, you've been uh, mucking around in tea for 70 years. Tell me about yes, how indeed. and uh, the circumstances of starting Dilmar.
1: Well, it's a very long story, but when I was a schoolboy, I used to spend half my holidays in my friend's tea gardens. And there I began to like the environment, the smell of tea, and the the way that tea pickers and the workers, how committed they were to their job. They would wake up at 4.30 in the morning, feed their children, cook two meals, breakfast and lunch, take the children to school. Come back and go to the fields and pick tea. One o'clock they come back and a similar process. And they were so diligent and committed. I began to like the plantation life. And I was planning to become a lawyer, but at that time we were under the British, you know, British colony for 150 years. So this was a tail end of their stay. And at that time the British said locals can't taste tea they eat too many spices so kept us out of the trade but gave us jobs in plantations so from there fortunately as I finished my secondary education they decided to take a batch of locals into tea tasting and thank God I was selected there and that changed my whole life so having learned the tea trade at the gross end I went to London Min- Mincing Lane which was then the centre of the tea world. Can you imagine? Tea from all the producing countries went to London auctions, Mincing Lane, to be sold, and people had to buy their Ceylon tea from London and ship it to America, Japan, all, all over. And other. this is presumably just after World War II, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, just after that. When I went there and I saw what was being done to Ceylon tea, I couldn't believe it because... For example, in numbers only, if they bought a kilo of tea from our farmers at 50 cents, they added packaging and terrible thing they did was Ceylon tea being the world's finest quality, it's an expensive tea and consumers are prepared to pay their extra buck for that fine quality. They mixed the tea with all the cheaper teas and sold it as Ceylon tea. So I sat back and thought, my God, our poor farmers and families are being exploited. The consumer is also being exploited. And I thought I'm going to have my. Own. And you became a, a pioneer of yes, of um yes, the first of, one, of, first of one. the first one. You were yes. the first salon-owned uh, uh, tea company. producing countries. And I decided I'm going to have my own brand of tea one day. That will be the finest tea on earth, freshly packed, right, right where it is grown, and I'll bring it to you. As ethically produced tea, because all the benefits go back to Sri Lanka.
0: And you and you named the company after your
1: two sons. Two sons, Dilan and yes, and I, Malik. I did that because I could not afford to get marketing consultants. I thought the best is. Call it out to my two children. So, Dylan, me- Dylan
0: that was quite a responsibility now. You're this company's named after you. You had you had no choice but to go into it, right? It,
2: oh, absolutely. You know, my, my father has truly made it a family endeavor because when we were kids, my brother and I would be running around wondering what on earth was going on. But latterly, what we understood as we went through university and so on is the fact that... Uh, with that philosophy of making business a matter of human service that he put into the foundation of this business, that's a very powerful uh, uh, attraction for myself. And in fact, it's it's proven a very powerful attraction for my brothers, two girls, for, for my children as well. To join the family business, it is uh, uh, truly for us a privilege.
0: And is it, is it wholly owned by the family still? Yes. And, and give us a, a, a quick portrait of the business. What what exactly how, uh, all the tea comes from Sri Lanka? What do you, and you're exporting around the world? Is that yes, with,
2: basically with what's the going exception on? of a few terroirs like uh, Darjeeling, for example. In certain instances, we need a specialty tea, so we have tea, but not only tea from Sri Lanka, but single origin tea. So we have single estate teas from our own tea gardens, because as a tea grower, the greatest. Uh, pleasure for us is to show specific terroirs. So you have from Craighead Estate, you have spectacular white teas, probably the finest in the world. Then you have from Opata Estate, really nice uh, floral oolongs and, and so many different uh, types of tea. Because with tea, the greatest attraction is the fact that it is truly representing the fingerprint of nature, that that aspect of terroir is something that is wonderful. And that is why my father uh, was was so encouraged because we wanted to share not only the the pleasure in tea but also the integrity and, and, and benefit the workers so for us it 's a fantastic experience so has,
0: has tea sales been knocked around by the um, by the popularity of coffee in recent times everyone 's having lattes now
2: well actually the converse because tea is growing, and there 's a new generation there 's yeah. gen z is coming to tea in an incredible way, mainly on the wellness. But we focus on what lies beyond the wellness. Wellness is assured with fresh tea. But I'm not sure they're drinking black tea. They're drinking fruit teas, aren't they? They're <laughs> drinking infusions, but they're drinking a lot more tea as well. So it's it's a good thing. You don't mind what sort of tea they drink, as long as it's tea. <laughs> well, with infusions, you know, we we grow cinnamon, we grow cardamom, clove, and we we use those as part of our infusion. So for us, infusions we grow
1: them on our own. M- Merrill, you were never tempted to get into the coffee business? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I like an occasional cup don't. of coffee when I only when I travel. But uh, otherwise, I have no. I never had the inclination to drink coffee that much. Although I must say, when I was a little boy in the village, people drank a certain amount of coffee, and they roasted the coffee black. And when they make, bring the coffee, it's jet black, and they put milk into that. And we were, it I was raised, I had maybe every at least one cup a day. So what, what do, do you uh, What do you
0: think of putting milk into
1: tea? Shouldn't no. that shouldn't the should cardinal it. sin it's an aberration? <laughs> because <laughs> <Shocking>. <laughs> there are only three types of tea: green tea, oolong tea, and black tea. That's all come from one plant, and it's a process of manufacturing. Is that so? Yes. There no other product in the world can be called tea, and people mis you know misread certain labels and then say, Oh, that's tea. I go and buy that tea." And I can give so many examples when I stand in the tea island countries. When they buy, why do you buy that tea? But well, that's very good tea for me. I said, no, that's not tea. That's what tea is. Only those. Then they drop it and go and buy that real tea. So, so what do we what do we think of tea bags? Well, tea bags. I humbly say that the best way to drink tea is loose leaf. You get could not agree more. Meryl. Then I only drink loose leaf tea when I'm at home tea bag came for convenience convenience came, comes at the sacrifice even a little bit of the goodness of a product but the convenience comes at a cost you started paying for the pot bag the square heat seal simple bag then they made it string and tag the same tea a did string and tag then they made it in a bag paper then they made it foil bag what are you paying for? All the frills. It doesn't, st- the, it, doesn't uh, like it, uh, like, it doesn't taste like the same tea. It doesn't taste like the same tea. I always recommend friends to follow my example and drink loose leaf tea. You get all the benefits of it. And I'm in fact working on a product where you can get, maybe in the next three, four months, it'll come into the market, where you will get loose tea in a bag. You just tear off the bag, put it in the infuser, boiling water, drink it, make it convenient, but the real thing. Sounds good. So um, what's the size of the company
0: now, Dylan? Well, our global sales.
2: Global sales, what is it? Its retail value is around $500 million. So we're not not, uh, the biggest, but then our our objective was never to be the biggest, but uh, to focus on quality. And
0: and is your business entirely tea or do you have
2: other aspects to your business now? T, significantly, but we also do packaging because, you know, at the time my father started, uh, we didn't have uh, printers. We didn't have, uh, in fact, we didn't have any of the infrastructure that was associated with, with the packaged uh, product. And so as he set this up for Dilma, he actually built them into uh, independent businesses. So today they're, they're quite formidable businesses on their own, but my brother runs our leisure division, which was also started in tea with a, a concept called Ceylon Tea Trails. They're all relay and Chateau. Ceylon so Tea, tea. Trails, you mean? Ceylon Tea Trails, tourism? Right.
1: Yes. Tourism. You can live on a estate, tea estate bungalow, the colonial British planters built beautiful old bungalows. We spent a lot of money and refurbished those things to super luxury villas, so each, we have about six of those bungalows in six different estates. In the uh, in the plantation? plantation. About 5,000 feet elevation. You look out the room, all green, green, green mountains, hills, all those natural, you know, pure nature. People who go there, generally, book a second time. And my son, Malik, keeps in contact with every guest who has gone there. And they're all his friends, their friends. And, you know, they're rather small. We may be having on the five, six estates a total of about 75 rooms. I can't get a room. Whenever I ask my son, I'm going to go there that I'd weekend. I'd be surprised if you needed a room. <laughs> no, no. But but that is what happens. I mean, they are successful, committed, and we are proud to think of our nation before our pockets. And also, you know, you, the Australian consumers, fell behind the bland and made my poor little Lilma a global brand. Started from here. And above all, they made my tea a cup of kindness. We pay now now we have got a, as I said, we have got a big group. All segments of the tea industry, we have the biggest player. That is, I started with nothing, but God gave me all that money, so I'm losing it in the interests of the industry and for the workers in the plant and the industry itself.
0: Very good. Well, a cup of kindness. What a good way to finish. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Excellent to talk to you th- both. Thank you very Wonderful much. Thank you. Thank thank you. Much. It's thank a you. pleasure
1: talking to you. Thank you.
0: I've been talking to Meryl Fernando, the founder of Tea, and his son, Dylan Fernando, who is the CEO.